following sermon was delivered at the 1030 worship service at the United Methodist Church of Kent. Please enjoy. Today's sermon is a continuation of a sermon series entitled God's Answer to the World's Need. Let's be for a moment in a spirit of prayer. May the words of my mouth and meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. How big is God? The answer, of course, is that God is infinitely vast. Today, modern astronomy has given us an, an enhanced appreciation for how enormous the universe is, and that perhaps gives us an enhanced appreciation for how enormous God is. In comparison, of course, we are tiny, mere specks in the cosmos. As the psalmist put it, when I look at your heavens, O God, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are humans that you are mindful of them, mortals that you care for them? It might seem that God is too great to be concerned about individual human beings. And yet the greatness of God lies precisely here. God is so great that God is intimately involved with the smallest of human beings. This truth is proclaimed throughout the Bible as God constantly works in the lives of the most ordinary of people. When God begins a great plan of salvation for humanity, where does God start? With an obscure shepherd, Abraham, and a tiny band of his descendants. When the fledgling nation of Israel is threatened by outside attackers, who does God call upon to save the nation? People like Gideon, who said, I am the least of my family, of the smallest clan or David, who was but a boy when he went up against the champion Goliath. When God calls prophets to serve as spokespersons for God, where does God find them? In little out-of-the-way places, like the tiny village of Tekoa, from which God called the prophet Amos. Finally, when God enters into the world in God's decisive action, to rescue humanity out of sin and to bring about within us a spiritual rebirth, how does God come? In a tiny baby born in a cattle stall. Again and again, God works on the level of the very small. There's a notable connection between this biblical pattern and the way in which the universe as a whole works. We tend to be impressed by the vastness of the universe. But everything that happens in the universe actually unfolds because of what occurs on the level of the very small. Physical processes develop through subatomic interactions. Biological activity is based upon what is happening within cells and DNA. The creativity of the universe is to be found within its smallest elements. And this is also true when it comes to spirituality. 
God works with great redemptive power through the small. The Christmas story proclaims this truth within every element of the story. God chooses Mary and Joseph, the most ordinary of young people, to bring the Messiah into the world. The birth will happen in Bethlehem, a tiny village. The Holy Child will be born in the most crude of settings, not really in a wooden shed as we often depict it, but most likely in a shallow cave. Bethlehem had a number of small caves that were used as stables, and one of those caves was identified many centuries ago as the most probable site of Jesus' birth. You cannot see it anymore because they built a whopping church over the top of it. But if Jesus was born in a shallow cave, that means it was a place that did not even have a door. The humility of the birthplace was further accented when the first visitors to arrive were shepherds, considered to be at the very bottom of first century society. There is nothing impressive about any of this. But the story brings an extraordinary message to you and me. It says that God is fully present in the most ordinary of places to work with saving power in the most ordinary of people. That means that God is at work within the small events of your life and mine, and that God can make a difference in the world through us. This is a truth that we proclaim in our church in a special way whenever our children present a Christmas pageant. They are small, and their efforts may be imperfect, but in their telling of the Christmas story, they remind us that it is through the small that God is wondrously at work. In the, in the Magnificat, Mary's song of praise that we heard a few moments ago in the scripture reading, she sings with wonder about how God has looked with favor on my lowly estate. Along with Mary, we can praise God that God is so big and God's love is so vast that God connects with us. And God is here now to lead us to be a part of the ongoing story of God's marvelous grace. Let us pray. Eternal God, we recognize how great you are, and we recognize you are so great that you have come to us. You are here in Jesus Christ as Emmanuel, God with us. Guide us, like Mary, to open our hearts, O God, to your presence with us to how your spirit would work with grace and uplifting power in our lives, how you are here to lead us to live in fellowship with you, to know the wonder of your love for each one of us, and how we can share then with you in showing forth that love to the world. We thank you, Lord, for how you draw us today into the life of your church, how you work among us to lead us to grow in faith,
we thank you for children and youth, how they are growing in their lives of faith and sharing in the life of this church. We thank you for how we can join as your family to take hold of the wonders of your good news and to be a part of reaching out in your compassion and grace to the world. We do reach out to persons who are in times of particular need. We remember those who are sick and pray especially this morning for Morgan Kloss and Joe Ryder, praying for your healing power. We remember those who are mourning and continue to remember the family and friends of Ray Jobin. We thank you, Lord, for how you connect us with one another. And we lift up our fellow United Methodists this morning at the heart for the city church. We thank you for how we can join in partnership together to be at work among people who are in the low income circumstances, being instruments of your care in these days. And we thank you for how we can reach out into the broader world, a world so full of hurt and trouble. Guide us, O oh God, as we are receptive to the good news and the message of your wondrous grace and love for us. Lead us as we then join together to sing forth your praise and to carry forth your compassion and your wondrous promises for all. In the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this edition of the United Methodist Church of Kent Sermon Podcast. For more information about the church, visit www.kentmethodist.org.